Hi everyone, before we start today's podcast with a very special guest, my dad, Mr. Steve Bothwell, uh, we have to quickly talk about what the hell is going on in the world of Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown. So, Brown has been in the news constantly over the last few seasons, and as recently as last week, was revealed to have developed frostbite on his feet due to a mishap in a cryotherapy chamber, which John Gruden has said, and quote, was a total accident, and quote, not Brown's fault. So further to this injury concern, Brown has since gone dark on social media and is staying away from team activities. So previously some mused that he was simply seeking assistance for his foot issue away from the team, but it's come to light recently that Brown is absolutely incensed with the NFL for not allowing him to wear his favoured helmet for this season due to new concussion protocol rules coming into effect. You heard that, right? <laughs> Wow. So Brown's helmet was deemed unsafe by the league, which then granted him and many other players a grace period by allowing them to play in it last season. Players such as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers will also have to change their cap for this season, but Brown is the only one who has not only voiced his displeasure, but threatened to, and quote, not play football again if he doesn't get his way. But wait, this, this honestly gets worse. Having been frequently told by team officials that he could not wear his old-style helmet, Brown proceeded to have his old Pittsburgh Steelers helmet painted in the approximate colours of the Oakland Raiders and tried to pass it off as legit. Absolutely insane. I mean, it's it's not even as if he's getting just like a, a replica or getting it like perfectly put together. He basically had someone come and just put some nail polish over it and say, yeah, that'll do. Go, go wear that, they'll never notice. This really is next-level divadom from Brown. Even by his standards, uh, this is just, as one of his coaches apparently put it, honestly the most insane thing I have ever heard, a source told NFL.com's Michael Silver. I don't know why it's so important to him. It doesn't make any sense. You're damn right, coach. Alleged coach, sorry. May as well put that out there. And it's not as if this is something that the NFL Players Association will be backing him up on, as this is something that they have themselves been pushing for for years in order to better player safety. On top of this, he has also been really, really irking teammates with his terrible attitude. Apparently he's been showing up late to several meetings, not paying attention to those that he does show up in by liking pictures on Instagram and looking over his own bank accounts. So he's really getting under everyone's skin in Oakland. Uh, when he is actually out in the practice field, on, on the 30 minutes he managed to make previously, he was absolutely de- demolishing people. But how far does that get you in the NFL? So this will be a true test of what the NFL's Hard Knock series is allowed to show us. And I don't know about you, but I'll definitely be tuning in to see what the hell is going on in there. It's crazy. Now, on with the show. And uh, we're still joined, hopefully, by uh, my father, Mr. Stephen Bothwell. Are you still there, Dad? I'm still here. I'm still here. I'll just put down my uh, bottle of Beaujolais here, and I'll just join you in a second. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you very much. And I could really go for a bottle of that myself right now, Yeah, I'll have a sip of water instead. 
Yeah, uh, it's half past nine and I've been working like a dog all day, unlike someone who's just woken up and has forgotten what it feels like to have a good hard day's graft. Yeah, well, you work for, uh, well, 43 years, Stuart. <laughs> I think you're, yeah. You've definitely earned you're it, Dad. To, Don't you worry. You're entitled to a couple of days off. I am retired. The unfortunate side effect of that is, is I'm an old bastard, so... And that's all right. Some people would would accuse me of being the same already. So uh, I'm maybe not quite up to the level of uh, cantankerosity as as you would be. I'm just adapting a word there. But uh, yeah, I'm on my way. Well adapted word. I'm going to use that. <laughs> Taking that one down to the pub. Cantankerosity. Yeah, just to scribble that. All right, guys in the bar. Guys in the bar will say, "Got it in one." Cantankerosity. All right. <laughs> All right then. So um, yeah, just going to have a little bit of a bonus chat here. So obviously, you're a Denver Broncos fan, which has made me a lifelong Denver Broncos fan myself. Uh, uh, thankfully, so. I mean, you were a little bit more long-suffering than I was, having to go through uh, multiple Super Bowl losses before that uh, fantastic moment where John Elway managed to put one up on the Green Bay Packers, and then after that on the Atlanta Falcons, just to finish things off. So I want to ask you what you think of the Broncos' state of the franchise right now as we speak. So uh, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions, and I kind of want you to give me a bit of a better or worse than last season, and then just kind of you know, elaborate on it a little bit for me. Does that sound Indeed. good to you? Yeah, you, you just fire away, and I'll just fire back some shite in your direction. So just uh, let's go with Sounds it. Sounds good. You are all over this podcasting game. You just you realise it is just all about talking shite. As long as you keep talking and you got a rapport and you can have a wee laugh, people yeah, just enjoy well, hearing us have fun. You know, it's, it's, all this, you know, just talking shite. Well, I've had more experience of talking shite than young Darren has, so, yeah. <laughs> Watch it, but I'm after your job. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, he's, he's good. I can vouch for that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we've had some big changes in Denver. So... Do we think that they're heading in the right direction? So we're going to try, I'm going to give you a couple of questions, like I said, and I want you to hit back at me with them. So Case Keenum is out. Joe Flacco is in. Drew Locke is waiting in the wings. Are we in a better or worse situation than we were last season? That's, that's got to be better. That's got to be mm-hmm. better. To me, the Drew Locke part, you just leave that out. That's just, that's, he's yeah. not starting any time this year. Yeah, that's any, a that's a project. Point. That's fairly evident from some of his throws in the Hall of Fame game. Yeah, hold, hold the clipboard, sit there, learn. Case Keenum and Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has got to be better because he's a career starter. He's a long-term starter in, in mm-hmm. the league. League MVPs, no, sorry, Super Bowl MVPs and Super Bowl mm-hmm. winner. Yeah. As I unfortunately remember. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, Case Keenum was only ever a... Yeah, a backup who had a couple of good seasons, maybe one good season. But I think the way Denver managed that, they did it badly. Mm-hmm. You know, you that could be a season in Minnesota, right? Yeah, which was very, and very then, fairy tale. I think yeah, that, yeah. That, um, that, that Minnesota miracle, or whatever it was that they called it, really helped colour people's perceptions of what uh, good season on there. there. He did. He had a pretty he good did. season. He had some good people to throw to, good offensive line, good running backs, a good team, Minnesota. But then mm. we take him across to Denver, and the offensive coordinator has him doing things that he didn't do 
Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's a to me, he's a he's a get him out of the pocket. He's a rollout passer, you know. Give him an yeah. option. So plenty, plenty, of, plenty of movement. No, but uh, Bill Musgrave had him just, you know, a three step, five step drop, five step drops mainly. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd like, I'd see him rolling out a three step drops quick release, quick hitting plays. I mean, I think we kept putting him in those situations. So yeah, yeah. I'll throw a case. I think we didn't do well by you. You got your money. Joe yeah. Flacco, although his stats latterly with the Baltimore Ravens haven't been too good and he was dropped for the the water boy, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, he's an NFL quarterback, Stuart. Yes. He's an NFL standard quarterback. He's a leader. He knows his way around a playbook. Oh, and he can throw a long ball. Mm -hmm. So yeah, de definitely. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not quite as well as he could previously in his yeah. better seasons. Yeah. Uh, and like, but like more recently, who's he had to throw to in Baltimore? They didn't really that's have much nice, in the way of yeah. wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a, that's a good point. And he's he's long since removed from having someone like Todd Heap out that way. Uh, he, he's gone through a couple of guys like Ed Dixon and Dennis Pitta and managed to make them look particularly mm -hmm. like good professionals. Um, yeah. So with the Denver Broncos having a bunch of potential weapons at tight end, whether you look at Noah Fant, who maybe still has a lot to prove, and tight ends do take some time to develop, uh, if if Jake Buck can be that guy, that would be fantastic as well. But I think at the moment, Jeff Horman's our most reliable uh, tight end. So maybe he'll be the one to like really be a good safety blanket for Joe Flacco. And then you've got, the other guys on the outside, Cortland Sutton can hopefully step up. I think Cortland Sutton's a better wide receiver than any of the guys they had in Baltimore last year. And then Emmanuel Sanders has to come back and be all right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, we've also got to give him a a chance of staying with his feet. The offensive line mm -hmm. play wasn't great last year. Um, Certainly not so in the past defense side. No, no, I know, but we've uh, we've moved to address that. And the most important signing. With, there, I think, is uh, Mike Munchak, offensive line coach. I think absolutely. that's an absolutely great, great signing. You get a guy interview, interview for head coach, doesn't get the job, but you pay him the money and you get the best offensive line coach in the league. And then you yeah. go and draft Dalton Reisner, who apparently is just mm -hmm. lighting up training camp with his with his attitude. Uh, and Juwan James, people maybe thought we overpaid for him. Probably, mm -hmm. yeah. But, but you needed you know, someone. With offensive linemen, there's no point keeping the money in the bank, is there? It's, you know, just go out there and get get somebody. You need, you need to nail down. He's, he's a left tackle, is he? Is that... uh, he has been, but he's uh, currently listed yeah. as being right tackle. And we're, for the moment, keeping Garrett Balls out at left tackle. So Garrett Balls. Uh, I'm, so I'm, expect, we're, I'm ex we're yeah. hoping that he's going to step up. I, I think Garrett Balls will improve. With, it does uh, often take a little while for... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he will improve with Mike Munchak's coaching, and I think Dalton Rice. Now, I, I was listening to the Mile High Report, Mile High Report podcast. They, they were they go and watch them at training camp, and Dalton Rice now just he plays nasty. You know, he's got a bit of an attitude, mm -hmm. and so does uh, is it is it Connor Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern. No, sorry, yeah. Ron, no it's, Ron, center, it's Ron yeah. Leary. He's got a bit of attitude as well. Ron Leary. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. They're hoping that some of this is going to rub off and everybody's going to up their game a bit. The only yeah. part about the offensive line, losing Matt Barrett, this wasn't a great move, but uh, let's hope we can 
pick yeah. up that one. Let's keep let's keep Joe Flacco. Yeah, so Matt, Matt Paradis has moved on to yeah, Carolina, yeah. and like Connor McGovern wasn't exactly the, the 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 strongest in there. The the one thing that I'm a little bit worried about is if one of these guys goes down, I'm not particularly confident in what we have behind them there. Uh, I think that this is an offensive line that we need to keep healthy, otherwise we're going to have problems. I'm just looking at a depth chart here, and it looks, uh, yeah, not good. I'm just yeah. Conor McGovern. <laughs> How does Conor, Conor McGovern manage to do this on the UFC? Where's he find his <laughs> Oh, he's obviously retired. He's put on a bit of weight. <laughs> what we're going to say, he's an athlete. <laughs> okay, well, okay, I've done, I've done, we're just moving from, no, you're supposed to be asking me the questions, are you? Right. Um, well, so I've done. I've done. I've done the quarterback. Quarterback position. Mm-hmm. The O line. The O line. Yeah. The O line's improved. Yeah. I think just by drafting Dalton Reisner, who is a Colorado native and a Denver Broncos fan. So yeah, yeah that, must a, that must be a dream come true. That and like he seems, he seems like a really good person as well. He's got all sorts of charitable endeavors. A bit, a bit of a, a bit of a god botherer, as some people call. But he's a nice guy. Okay. Yeah, but he's written a children's book as well. Oh, has he now? An author? So, yeah. S- smarter than I. <laughs> anyway, moving onwards. Um, so, we've already... I suppose we've already gotten on to... Actually, I'm, I'm going to move around a little bit here in terms of my little list I had for you because you've already touched on the, the offensive line change. So, yeah, uh, getting in Ron Leary and Juwan James. Uh, Garrett Balls hasn't hit stride yet. And we just got Dalton Reisner. Do you think that we are better on the offensive line now than we were last season? Well, just with the addition of Mike Munchak, yes. You could go on with the same yes, personnel. Yes, I think that is a key. Uh, never underestimate the importance of good coaching. Because, I mean, the, the best thing, the best, you're saying state of the franchise, big changes. Well, Fangio in, he's a first-time head coach, but he, he's got that. You, you can tell by the way he carries himself. You know, he, he's yeah. got to set the tone. He's got to set the tone for that. And it's going to be... They've got to be a well-managed, well-run team. Not like that cluster that Vance Joseph was running for the past two seasons. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll put this one to you real quickly as well then. So, Vance Joseph is out. Vic Fangio is in. Better or much better? Oh, I just noticed that. Yeah, it's much better. The other additions... And when like, you have the, the additions of... Rich Scangarello, uh, the former offensive coordinator for the 49ers, as well as Mike Munchak on the offensive line. Has has there been a better set of like uh, coach signings in the NFL this year? I'd be hard pushed to I, say I, it. I don't think so. Uh, Scangarello's unproved as an OC because he was the quarterback's coach at 49ers. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, head, the head coach there is behind on Kyle Shannon. But as I've already yeah. alluded to Mike Munchak. Best O-line coach in the, in the, in the league. Fangio, mm-hmm. one of the best, best defensive coordinators in the league. He's brought Ed Donatel with him. Yep. It's a pity. It's a pity Excellent addition to X. It shouldn't be Ed, Ed Donatello. That'd be good because we get like Fangio, Scangarello, Donatello. Yeah, none of the turtle jokes. Just, just one track would spoil it. <laughs> Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Michelangelo Munchak. <laughs> Mike Munchangangalo. <laughs> I'm sure I, I can shoehorn this one in properly at some point. <laughs> oh, no. And when the evil yeah, so, shredder attacks, yeah, those turtle boys won't cut him no slack. 
Teenage Bebop. Mutant Ninja Broncos. Yeah, Bebop. Bebop Rocksteady. and Rocksteady. <laughs> Pretty well, sure that's the Open right? Stop it. That is the okay, I'm done. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, Bebop and Rocksteady. Di- digression. That's the fans, not the coaching. Right. You just said yeah. Vance Joseph is out. <laughs> Vance Joseph is out. That's all you need to add. Vance Joseph is out. I've never seen a, a, a man. That is an improvement. So, so it was depth. The rabbit in the headlights was a great analogy there. His clock management, he, he's, a, he's you know, throwing the Absolutely legs abysmal. appeals. It just did my head in. You, you could be looking up yep. at the, the big replay and everybody in the stadium's gone. No, no, that's definitely not an appeal. And then all of a sudden you would see a red flag. Vance Joseph. Man, it's just head and hands. Aye. I think. He, what was he, he seeing? Like, he's, I think he appealing through time at a completely different play. I think I can't remember the stats, but it's something horrible. You've maybe appealed twelve and lost nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> between that and between that and clock management. Never mind. He's out. Right. So, bit, much yeah. better coaching. Yep. Yes. Good. Right. I, I think so too. And hopefully we're heading in the right direction in that in that way. So, um, the backfield is looking stacked this year. So yeah. obviously Philip Lindsay was a fantastic discovery last year. And obviously Royce Freeman was still doing a really good job. So we've got a really nice one-two punch there, as well as the other guys in the backfield. And we have just signed Theo Riddick. So Yeah, that's that's intriguing. I like I like that signing. Yeah, because he's not the same as the other ones. Not all running backs are created in the same mould. And Theo Riddick is kind of in the... He's like a diet Duke Johnson from the, the Cleveland Browns in that he is used far more in passing formations. He's used in the slot. He's kind of a, a, a jack-of-all-trades uh, sort of running back guy. Elusive, good hands, can still run it, but that's not tend to, yeah. how you tend to use him. No, no. Uh, I, I can see him using him as a pass catch. And, but, and, and, and he is going to make the team. Cause he's got a million mm, yeah, million dollars so. guaranteed, so he's got to make the team. He's not going. Uh, maybe Devontae Booker will maybe they want to, to, to move to make way for him. Uh, yeah. They've got that guy who showed up quite well in the Hall of Fame game, is it Muhammad? Mm-hmm. But, yep. You know, Muhammad, whether they've got, yeah, uh, got a run with five running backs in the room, I don't know. But you just imagine uh, Philip Lindsay and Theo Riddick lining up behind mm. Joe Flacco. You know, it's, it's a lot of speed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so as also uh, Theo Riddick actually was a receiver in college. Mm-hmm. So I think it's Notre Dame. He was at, I think as a, as a school of thought here that thinks he could be use him as a slot receiver, as you just mentioned there. So he's got good yeah. enough hands to do that. But you know, you line him up in a running back position, so that, that that's probably got that could cause headaches for opposing defenses. I think. Yeah, it's certainly an, it's another wrinkle to the offense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, de- definitely. It, it makes things more interesting. Yeah, I've been looking for Royce Freeman to get more carries this year. Yeah, from from what I understand, they're going to work work him a bit more. I'd like to damn up play some more Smash Mouth stuff, mm. probably more up. Like you know, I, I think that would fit in with the the Munchak philosophy. The, the Munchak philosophy, or the Fangio philosophy, just the way they like the game to be played. I think there's going to be a bit mm. of that. I, I would, I would hope we'd mix it up. Yeah. So yeah, the backfield's looking good as long as these guys can stay fit. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that Royce Freeman's apparently showed up to camp um, somewhere around two hundred and thirty-five to two hundred and forty pounds. So he's put on the beef. 
But uh, apparently that's not that's not fat. That is just him being a, a bigger guy. So he's obviously got this message loud and clear that you've got Philip Lindsay, who's your your, yeah. your scat back, obviously has a lot of power still. But then you've got him, like Royce Freeman can be your bowling ball. He's your, your hard to take down, slam it up the middle sort of guy. But like Royce Freeman himself, he can bounce outside. He's not he's not by any means a slow guy. Uh, but so he's going to cause problems and like just switching them up and then also having Theo Riddick in there and yeah it's a it's a really really good looking backfield and now yeah. that now that you actually know what you've got in Philip Lindsay and like if you've had a an, an entire off season to plan for how to use him uh, I I can only see this backfield doing even better things than they did last year even if like yeah. said, Matt Paradis is left. Like the the offensive line has definitely like adapted and changed, but like you said, that acquisition of Mike Munchak is going to make a world of difference there. I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But offensive the thing about offensive line play, you you, you don't know what you get get until the first game. Yeah. yeah. Until they really start playing. And the offensive line play as well. That 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 predicates what plays are going to be called as well. You know, if they're not you're not playing mm-hmm. particularly well. You're going to get a call a five step drop for your quarterback. But, uh, but early days yet with that one. Yeah. yeah so it, that part's looking good. Yeah. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. You know, qu- quietly liking the way that that's going there. So just to kind of round out some of the comings and goings. So out we have the likes of uh, Shaquille Barrett, Shane Ray, Matt Paradis, Bradley Roby, Case Keenum. Like, like some of those guys are pretty good contributors. I think probably the one that we're going to miss most is Shaq Barrett because he was a That's, yeah. excellent. I was looking at those. I was looking at those two. Uh, Matt, Matt Paradis, yes. Uh, Shaq mm-hmm. Barrett, yeah. Inside linebackers, looking at um, that could be a problem position. Uh, Coach Fangio doesn't seem to think so. Otherwise, would have drafted one. But yeah. Shane, Shane Ray didn't get enough production out of him at all. Paradis, yes, nah, it's a mess. Worth but, moving but, him on. Yeah, Bradley Roby, he had his chance to step up, didn't take it. I thought he played shit yeah. last year. Case, yeah, he, well, he, just, he, he floundered on the outside. He was a fantastic nickelback corner. Yeah, um, yeah. But when it comes to actually putting him on the outside, giving exactly him the opportunity it. to step up into that position, it just didn't quite work for him. But then again, there is so much value in a nickel corner these days. Yeah, well, we've we've uh, picked up a good one. You're saying that's the people out, the people in. Yeah, well, apart from our draftees, they've all, I know a fan, Drew Alok, Rice now, they've got to prove themselves. Dramont Jones is showing up very well in training camp. And he showed oh, up yeah. very well in that, in that uh, Hall of Fame game. So, yeah, I, I'm, uh, Dramont Jones, was a guy for last year, Jeff Holland, he's showing up well as well. Justin Hollins, mm-hmm. they are, uh, but I yeah, mean, Justin Hollins, uh, good addition. Again, it's early days. Further on your list, Juwan James, we've got him in the free agency, the offensive line. I've spoken about him already. He just needs to be average. So doesn't he be good? That's he it. just needs to be average. Just be average and stay fit. Uh, and the next two got mentioned here. Year. Yeah, two of them that got mentioned next is uh, Bryce Callahan. You mentioned Nickelback. Bryce Callahan, I think I can see him slotting into that spot. But uh, yeah. Kareem, Jackson, Kareem Jackson, I think that's an excellent signing. Mm. Excellent off-season Ball. acquisition. I think he's going to be playing another <laughs> corner uh, for opposite uh, CHJ. Yeah, 
Marcus yeah. Savage Jr. And like when when you look at that now, if Kareem Jackson can play like he did for the majority of last season, especially if he can play like he did against the Broncos last year, yes, yeah, that, that defensive backfield is going to be lights out. Yeah. Uh, listen to the Mile High report. Kareem Jackson has also got some attitude, some moxies. He, he's larger than life. A bit like, uh, you know, back in No Fly Zone with Akib Talib and TJ Ward. They brought yeah, that. Yeah, that's what you want. They, they, they set you, the you want your cornerbacks to be mouthy. Yeah, they, they set it over the defence. So Kareem Jackson's, I think, is that sort of guy. So if he can bring that to the table, yeah. Also, hold down the other corner opposite Chris Harris. Yeah, I think I think uh, safety wise, we've got Justin Simmons and Walt Parks. That's yeah, they've Walt been Parks got to prove himself, but they showed up quite well last year. Uh, yeah, Simmons in particular, and Will, Will Parks yeah. has been a bit of an, an under yeah. the radar big player for us as well. Mm-hmm. That that addition of Bryce Callahan at the nickelback position. So, like, I, I think I'm that's a good sign. Especially alluded to the yeah. Mm. Especially he's coming along here and playing for his his coordinators. His former defensive coordinator, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that that looks good to me. Yeah, like I just want I just want to touch on that because like the the nickelback position is is more valuable these days because you're getting so many three or four wide receiver sets and yeah, we'll play more five man sets. the, The slot receivers are being so highly valued now because they're actually highly successful. Like uh, yeah. it's it's easier to get these guys across the middle. It'll be your little like your safety blankets, or they'll they'll run these stop and goes, or like they'll they'll be the ones who go for the spaces in the defense where they move out to cover the 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 wideouts. Uh, so it's just they they're there to exploit that. And if you have someone like Callahan who can take that away more effectively than than someone else, then yeah, it's very valuable. Yeah, yeah, I think he's got to show up quite well. I'll just probably just I'm just going down the list. Here. This is not your list. This is the list I've, I've got in my my head here. The you, defensive you line, ahead, the, sir. Uh, the interior. The I think Derek Wolf is still going to be around. Adam Gotsis. God, who's the other guy? Yeah, up front. Uh, Shelby Harris. So Shelby Harris. Yeah, yeah Shelby Harris and, and Draymond Jones. Oh, Draymond Jones. That's the other one. You, you need a Metallica fan in your uh, defensive line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a nasty, course, nasty man through there. Yeah, of course we've got our outside linebackers and Bradley Chubb with an excellent rookie season. Expecting more from him. Uh, and Von Miller has apparently shown up at training camp, absolutely ripped. He's put on, he's put on weight, good weight. So just watch this space. Let's see what Vaughn. So I see Vaughn's got to have been double teamed and triple teamed. My only concern, yeah, sure, just just try. As I mentioned. Is, is all they can sell is maybe the inside linebacker position. You know, um, I don't like personally. Like, I've, I've, obviously, Josie Jewell and Todd Davis haven't got too much playing time under their belts. But from, yeah. from what little they have there, I think it's going to be all right. They're going to they're going to be able to shore that up quite nicely. Uh, I, I don't know if they're both going to be on the field at the same time. I'm not quite sure how they're they're planning on, on playing that. But they are both. Pretty handy players. Todd Davis has been around in our systems for a little while. Obviously, that will yeah. change up a little bit. Josie Jewell was really under the radar last season. Yeah, Todd Davis. Oh, he's going to be fine. He's He's got a good number. He's 51. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Josie Jewell, yeah. I, I think Josie Jewell is just maybe a, a season under his belt. He'll improve. Mm-hmm. 
and with better coaching, he'll improve. Not that he was bad, yes. just a bit slow to pick up on some of the... I, I'll go back to an old Denver Broncos defensive feeling is covering tight ends. Mm. I think that's probably their responsibility. That, that yeah, doesn't seem to we'll, be we'll too much depth behind those two. I've looked at these names here mm, and I don't yeah, recognize any apart from maybe Dakota Watson. Dakota Watson from San Fran, yeah, it's probably Aye. about it. But um, I think um, in terms of if you're going to be weak anywhere, uh, and like I wouldn't even say that's too weak. If, if, if it's going to be like the, the slightest, if the weakness that we're looking at here is those guys, I'm exceptionally happy with that because I yeah. think they're, they're no slouches. And they're in a position which you, you can just move around and be fine. just need to take up space sometimes. Yeah, I, I think defensively we're sound. And if you're getting the push from the front three, that allows your inside linebackers to sort of sit back slightly and see what the, what's developing. They sit back, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean. You know, they can, they, they can see the play developing better. Yeah, rather than having to, to, to jump right in at something, they can yeah, yeah. Have, have the space like you know, have the spaces crammed up for them and then just sweep up anything that comes through yeah. uh, or on, on passing plays have a better idea to move themselves into position a bit quicker. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm happy with the way. I think the roster as a whole has improved. Key to that is the, well, the coaching. The coaching staff. Yes. It's got to be better. It just has to be. Yeah, but be, be best best additions to the roster are the coaching staff. Yeah, just because the the way that it went last season, it just it just fell apart. We just we just never saw any improvement under Vance Joseph. Uh, there's time for a change, and I think we got some of the hottest names uh, in the whole league to to come to our organization because of um, the the Broncos' association with being a winning team. So that that winning mentality instilled by uh, Mr. Pat Bolin. Yeah, I, and I do like the way that uh, Ellie went with this one, sort of against the mm-hmm. the flow, so to speak, the, the current uh, zeitgeist, if you will. Yeah, you know, ooh, of, uh, uh, yeah, offensively minded, offensively minded coaches. You know, young up and coming, offensively minded coaches. Yeah. Nah, nah. Let's get this crotchet y'all defensive coordinator from Chicago. That's all we <laughs> We'll go with that one instead. Yeah, that's it. And give give someone like Rich Scangarello a try to to be the offensive coordinator and stuff. And I think uh, Elway's playing to his strength in getting Fangio in because the, the defense is very good. Fangio, you've already seen what Fangio can do with a good defense. And like if if he's good enough at figuring out these um, these young offensive minds, and like ultimately the league is supposed to be moving away from defense being particularly important. But not yet, not yet. If you like, if you can just get it figured out, you can just take away a team's offensive weapons. The the the, the one thing that trumps a top offense is a top defense. Yeah, yeah. See it time and time again. You just take away what the what the, what the opposite offense does best, and you give you give your team a chance. So yeah, yeah. Time and time again, a good defense will only needs an average offense. Yeah. yeah, just you look back mean, to the, the, the Trent Dilfer-led uh, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just, just to round this the worst, the worst, Yeah, it's usually the worst game of the whole season, the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, I know, it's sad, isn't it? 
yeah. it is what it is. Hopefully we can look forward to uh, another Patriots-Eagles uh, type game, minus the Patriots this year. I'm yeah. perfectly happy yeah. with that. Yeah, and I might, well, might even watch it. Oh, that'd be lovely. Well, are, are you going to be over here during the Super Bowl? Uh, we are scheduled to be there uh, January, February, yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, sweet. Well, we'll see how that goes then. All right, so to uh, to round out, 2018 season, 6 and 10. 2019, better or worse? Oh, That's the big the question. Here, Put it on the spot. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, 6 and 10 last season, and that should have been easily eight, easily 8 and 8, possibly 10 wins. Yeah, you know, mm. just don't advance Joseph and his stupid clock management and his silly appeals and crap play calling. Yeah, so yeah, even with a weaker looking roster last season, we were still challenging. But then silly things would happen. No, well, not a six and ten team, but they just managed to grab defeat from the jaws of victory. There we go. That's the sound bite. <laughs> hey, hey, um, I'm gonna go. I'm going to go 10 wins here. 10 wins. 10 and 6. I reckon so. I'll probably more likely maybe 8 and 8 or just 9 and 7, I reckon. But, I mean, I'll, I'll be optimistic mm. and say 10. Not going to win the division, though. Not going to win the division. And I, I and I don't even think we're going to get a wild card out of that. But yeah, you never know. Yeah, it's going to be very, very tough. Um, I think, um, yeah, like like we say, that, that division is... Very tough these days. I mean, obviously the Raiders have their own troubles, but um, the the Chargers are looking stronger. They've changed from being a, a fully offensive focused team to being a team that has superstars in a lot of key areas on the defense. Yeah, they, they yeah, do not look, look at all there. They look like they've really going to be very difficult to beat this year. And of course, yeah. we knew exactly what the Chiefs were from last year. I don't think yeah. they've changed too much this year. Um, well, except for maybe you? losing some pass rushers. Okay, well, defensively, they're going to be the same, which is vulnerable. So all you've got to do is, if you're playing them, just get Bradley Chubb and Bowen Miller to run down Patrick Mahomes. That's Job it. Done. Just run him into the easy. ground. Right. Too, too easy. Okay, so you want yeah. to try and wrap this particular thing up? You want anything else you want to talk about? Bronco-wise? I do. Well, there's... What, there's there's one last thing I want to talk to you about, and that ties in with you saying that you reckon off the top of your head this is going to be a 10-win season. So I'm going to ask I did hear, you I did, I, right I did now, hear some frantic scribbling down there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you right now, from start to finish of the season, who we're going to beat. So I'm just going to put it to you. And like, it doesn't have to actually be your 10 wins when it comes to the end of it and stuff like that. You can change your assessment... And we can we can go back through it again if you if you're not sure if you're like oh no maybe okay, well, we'll do something you, there but yeah give me a clue when that, that home game so you get to get through the card are you go on then okay yeah I'm going to go through the card so week one uh, this is at home for the Broncos uh, so it's the Raiders at the Broncos potentially Bron- minus Antonio Brown Broncos win Broncos win okay that's one got a ramp in the Excellent. Uh, week two, that's the Broncos at the Bears. Oh, score draw. Come on. Come on. Score, score draw. Oh, Push. Uh, I don't think we've got enough to take them in their own patch. So, no? Okay, cool, cool. I think we'll lose that one. 
even even without Vic Fangio being there. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. I can see that one. Okay. Uh, then we have the Packers at Denver. That's tough, but I think we could probably do that one. Mm, yeah, we've got a pretty good record against them at, uh, at mile high, I think. So you're going you're gonna to say that? Give us that one? Yeah, I'll give you that one. I'll damn Broncos win. I think if you can uh, rattle Aaron Rodgers' cage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Get in his face. And then the next week is the Broncos at the Jaguars. That's, that's going to be a tough one. I think they're going to bounce mm. back this season. I, I don't think we'll win that one. So that's a Broncos Defensive loss. battle, Nick Foles in there. Okay, okay yeah. so put down a Broncos loss. So two and two at the week four mark. Uh, then we have the Chargers at the Broncos. So, of course, we've got a pretty good history against the Chargers, but this is a bit yeah. of a different Chargers animal. Yeah, well, I, I'm going to... I think we'll split the games with the Chargers, but I don't know if home or away. So we'll just go... Well, I'll put down a Broncos win for that one. Yeah, and we'll, good man. We'll lose the lose the one at the patch. I I think we've got enough to handle right. them. Yeah. Okay. Sweet as. On a game to game basis, that we yeah. have. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, we do. We're doing all right so far. Uh, so uh, Broncos at Titans. That's another one. It's got to be tough. Whoa. At the Titans. Come on. Yeah, I Damn think we'll take that one. I think, I think, I think yeah. we'll win that one. That's it. Positivity. I don't, I don't know anything about them except that he's got, they've got <laughs> uh, Darren's, Darren's golden boy slinging the, slinging the rock for them. Eh? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe by that point it might actually end up being uh, Ryan Tannehill four, because uh, ah, is that four four games in? He'll be in the eye. Yeah, probably because <laughs> like. Well, th- but by that point, um, Marcus Mariota will have busted his knee and thrown one yep. touchdown pass, so uh, he'll be out of there by then. Yeah, head head butted the wall, could cross himself, falling through some furniture. Yeah, and and locked his <laughs> leg off an axe. <laughs> oh, absolutely, and then just to add insult, insult to injury, the referee will throw a flag in his eye. Flag in his eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That okay, and moving on from that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. You better believe it. <laughs> uh, then we take on the Chiefs away. We played them hard last year, but I can't see us winning that mm. one. Okay, yeah, no, probably with you on that, especially uh, in Arrowhead, mid-October, probably getting that difficult time of the season. And, yeah, they are really hard to go against. Uh, after that, we've got quite an intriguing matchup, I think. We have the Colts coming to Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think we've got our defense sorted. We can... Is that a countdown ticker, is it? I reckon hmm. we can beat them. I reckon we can beat the Colts. At Denver. Yeah, it's, it's, only, it's only possible. Especially yeah, at, I, I, at mile I, high. That makes place yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean, the home advantage is not to be not to be sneezed at. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time the Colts arrive, they'll, they'll be on their backup quarterback anyway, so... Yeah, Andrew Lux's uh, like knees will have given out by then. Hopefully not, because I do, I do want to see a full season of Andrew Luck again. But uh, yeah, if, if he happens to take a week out, then I won't won't be mad. Um, the following week, it's the <laughs> it's the fourth and forever bowl because it's the Denver Broncos at the Cleveland Browns. I think we'll lose that one. I think we'll lose that one. Oh, Dad, you can't, but but, you can't go you know, give that all... to Darren. Can I? Okay, we'll win that, you know. 
That means yeah, that's more like it. That's it. I'll hit it. I'll hit it. One more cool. wins, but it's somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> you can read. It all depends. It, so it all far, depends. Oh, and Cleveland housing—they'll do it as well. If if they haven't got the momentum going into, going into that, if they had a one every game, you know, there'll be a little nagging doubts in the back of their head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they, they do have a very difficult schedule themselves. So by this point, they might have been just beaten up and downtrodden after all these great expectations. They may well have gone through all sorts of uh, upheaval after such yeah. high expectations. So who really knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, after that, the Minnesota Vikings visit Denver. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about mm. the Vikings. I don't even know. It's a tough one. I don't. Yeah, I, so it's a Kirk Cousins thing, you know. I'd, um, I just got the impression he was trying too hard. Well, I think we're going to beat that. I think mm. it's at, it's at, it's at mile high. Is that into November yeah. now? Is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, it's mid November. Yeah, could be snowy. Oh, Aye. cool. All right. Okay, so stick us stick us down for a win there. Okay, we'll do. So you have uh, six games to go, and so far we have seven wins. Uh, so the next one is the Buffalo Bills at Denver. Ah, dear. And like they're they're an under the radar team for for a bunch of yeah. people right now as well. It's quite quite, yeah. quite difficult to tell. You don't really know what you're getting with them yet. Yeah. I think we're a good shot at winning that one. Mm-hmm. With it being uh, in my you'd hope. Yeah, I I see Buffalo being a very tough team defensively. But offensively, they've got a lot to prove. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think a lot of it depends on just how Josh Allen develops. Yeah, and who he's got to throw to. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would put down that one. So that's up to eight wins, is it? Okay, I'll yep. Throw, and, I'll throw uh, one the, I really didn't expect. I'll have to take one back to somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. You can, you can figure it out. Uh, <laughs> so the next one is the Chargers. And you've said that we're going to lose that one because that's a way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Houston Texans coming to town. Okay. I think we're going to lose that one. Mm. Yeah, they're a great defense. And I think Deshaun Watson is yeah. an excellent quarterback. Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback. Yeah. So I, I think I, a lot of that is going to how, depend how on can, the health of yeah. that team. Yeah, how, how can a quarterback that good be so under the radar? He's not even mentioned in the same sort of breath as the as uh, the, you know, the Holmes and the Addies mm. gunslingers. And to me, well, he's being he's being touted highly in in um, fantasy circles, but that's primarily yeah. because of his running ability. But as an actual quarterback, he's he's given these this offensive lineless Texans a chance at winning every single week. And what he did last like, year was nothing short of remarkable. It was. It's like. Uh, well, it's like an eighties Elway, you know. You, you just mm. you, you drag a, a an average team to wins. You take them. You just mm-hmm. drag them with you. So yeah, I don't think we'll get a win that one. But it's like you rightly okay. point out. It's all do the health health of that team. If they can keep him on his feet, I think yeah. they signed. I think mm. they drafted. I signed one offensive lineman, but that's not quite quite good enough. They did. They drafted Max Sharping, uh, and, and apparently they're really high on him. But I think he was like their second or third player selected, which absolutely yeah. 
like flabbergasted me because I thought that was just the most glaring need in the entire NFL was an offensive line for uh, uh, for Deshaun Watson. You and Deshaun Watson both flabbergasted, yep. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Although okay. he ended up being a bit more hurt for it than I was. Yeah. Uh, moving so, on. Uh, so yeah. we're down, down to the last three games and we have two wins to go. So uh, you have the Kansas City Chiefs coming into town at Denver. This is on the 16th of December. Well, at least they're playing... We only play mile high, so we only play an hour ahead in December, which is usually the case. Yeah, which is a, a uh, godsend, really. Yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got three games to go and one went to slot in. Ever, which, which, which mothers? I've yeah. got Raiders again. Ever. <laughs> You've got Detroit Lions and the Oakland Raiders. Oh, goodness me, what a choice! Well, we'll get a lose. <laughs> we'll get a loser. See, that's the one I've got to give back. I'll give back Detroit because I took Cleveland. So. <laughs> You're going to give we'll back Detroit. The... No, look, you 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 didn't allow me to say we'd lose to Cleveland, so we'll hit lose to Detroit instead. I'll, I'll tell you we're, what. I'll we're give got, you. We got to lose Cleveland with an I asterisk. Think... No, just don't go back in it. You you back me into a corner. Here, so <laughs> I'm coming out fighting. So I need one okay. more win to get me. I need one more win to get me ten, and it's got to be Raiders. I would love to. Yeah. Stick it to them twice in the last season in Oakland. Yeah, bookending the season with a win at the beginning and a win at the end. Yeah, so you know, do that and then they make, make them start off hurt and finish hurt. Yeah, so Kansas, although we've improved, they haven't improved that much, we're going to lose that one. If we have the Lions mm-hmm. game, is that at home? The Lions game is in Detroit. Okay, well, chance of, well, if we lose that one, that gives me the 10 and 6, doesn't it? Uh, about that, yeah. Or, um, no, I think um, if you'd had us win the Lions game, is that how it was? I don't know. I was counting. <laughs> yeah, sure. Ten and six. You nailed it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. There you are. So, of course, uh, <laughs> when it gets to the end of this, we'll uh, we'll, we'll revisit it and we'll, we'll see what went right and what went wrong for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, you put Asterisk down in that Cleveland one. Yeah, that's it. And, and the Detroit one, because I, I mean, if I'm, get, if I'm getting to choose, I would swap those around. But I, I'm not getting to choose, so. But you are right. Getting I, can't to choose. I can't it's... give Dan that one. I'm not getting to choose. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, you're you're definitely seeing my, my reasoning for this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't have him say that you're on his side. <laughs> oh, no, no. I can't have that. Okay. Uh, Excellent, Dad. Well, I would think that uh, a ten and six season from the Broncos would be a good bounce back and a really good start to the the Fangio era. Uh, it would be be promising in, in terms of what we would achieve on both sides of the ball. I'd imagine. Uh, I think the, the most exciting thing to look forward to is the the building of this defense. Uh, hopefully, that offensive line can hold up and we can really start to you know find some real star players in the likes of Cortland Sutton uh, and really help build in that backfield already excellent performance from last season and um, yeah I, th- I think I'm looking forward to some football really soon yeah yeah hope it hope it all works out I'm not expecting any playoff appearances but a winning a winning season would be would be out of time to form yeah, so I think that's our that's our measure of success this year. Is a winning season will be a, a good a good marker. Yeah, I would say so. I'm not being greedy. 
Yeah, of course not. It's, it's it's just not in our nature to be like that. Of course, we'll we'll, we'll rub it in people's faces if it does, but um, otherwise, yeah, we're perfectly happy. <laughs> yeah, let, let let let's see what happens. Huh? Sounds sounds fantastic. All right, Dad. Well, um, thank you very much to everyone for for joining us, and once again, thank you very very much, Dad, for filling in for Darren. You've done a fantastic job tonight, uh, and, and I really appreciate you stepping in at uh, such short notice. And um, uh, your contract is in the post. Yeah, well, thank you for this opportunity to voice my opinions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you probably won't have any listeners after, if anybody actually listens to these two. <laughs> well, of course, I'm going to make you make you share everything on social media. You, you, you've, got, you've got to get everyone down the pub and all your mates listening to it and stuff. <sighs> you've got to, got to all subscribe. No, I don't think so, somehow, you know. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. I will. I will tell them. But you, no, you know, excellent. you know who you know who we're talking about here. So it's not. Uh, no, it's not going to happen. Uh, the people, yeah, no my friends, are, they're, they're probably listening to you anyway. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a well, pleasure. I know, that, I, got, I know some of them do listen. Yeah, I've got to speak shite to you for over two hours, so that can't be a bad thing. It's been thoroughly enjoyable, Dad, uh, as, as well as productive for the podcast. Uh, it's it's always a pleasure. Uh, I do miss you every day, and uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's it's always always very hard being over here, and it's always fantastic to speak to you. Love you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Just stop right now, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then so we'll much. just say goodbye to the listeners now. Thank you again very yep. much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on Fourth Forever. Yeah. Thank you, Fourth and Forever. Goodbye. <laughs> Excellent. Great job, Dad. <laughs>